What's going on, guys? This is Lexi J. Price on another episode of The Daily Strike. I am here with your host, Tanner J. Price, and we are going to talk about our marriage. What's going on, guys? I figured today for our honorary 100th episode, we would have the lovely Lexi Price here with us. She's my favorite person in the entire world, and you will never meet a better soul on this earth. So she's got some fun things to say, and we're going to just dive right into it. And as we were talking before the show, we figured the best way to do that is to give you a little background, a little bit of our story, right? We're here now, and we've got two little girls that are amazing, a two and a half year old and a six month old. And we've been married for three years, a little over three years now, and it's been amazing. But there's definitely an origin story for us, isn't there, babe? We have been together for only a little over three years, too. So that's a big part of our story. I think you need to share from the beginning everything about us. Okay, from the beginning. From the beginning. So, oh, man, how far back the beginning? Well, I, um, I let's see, this was 2017? 2017 yeah 2017 at the beginning of the year right this starts part of my story I was married to a girl who just didn't it did not align for her to be married at the time and so through a series of events those things came to a halt and basically at the beginning of the year I moved back from Utah to Arizona to rebuild my life for for any of you that have gone through a divorce you know that it feels like you're completely starting at ground zero. And that's exactly what it was. And so basically in the place that I was at, I um, I was taking a lot of time to myself and I'm a super social guy. So it wasn't very uh, regular for me to be doing that. And I lived out of a van, built a van for me to live in sure and did. just enjoyed a great life of Zen and building myself to be the person that I wanted to be and I was not looking for anything I was I was happy to be single for the coming years and I knew eventually I wanted a a wife and a family but I was perfectly content without one for the time but I um I ended up hanging out with with some friends that summer that were, were new friends to me and and one girl that I met said oh you're divorced I have a divorced friend too. You've got to meet her. You would love her. And when you're when you're divorced, when people do that, you're kind of like everyone thinks everyone thinks divorced people belong with divorced yeah. people. Hey, let's put broken with broken, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and and so you're you're put off a little bit by it, but then you're like, all right, I'll, I'm open to it. Let's let's hear who this is. Well, surprise. Um, there was still a little time for, for her divorce to finish up. Uh, yeah, I was in the middle of my divorce when I had heard of Tanner. Um, I was not in a place where I was necessarily ready to date, but I was looking forward to the future of dating, kind of like Tanner was. Um, so when I heard of him, I definitely wanted to keep the option open, but... It was still, it was new. It was scary. But for some reason, it felt good. Like, the thought of going on a date with him felt right. Obviously, it makes sense now. Yeah, and and for me, I uh, as soon as I saw a picture of her, I said, sign me up. When 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 can I uh, take her out? When's the eligible date for me to uh, to take her out? And uh, pretty soon after, after even just knowing about her, I, it's, you don't you don't believe this when other people say it until you've felt it, but I knew she was going to be my wife. Like, like I heard those stories before. Trust me, I, I heard plenty of people tell the stories that love at first sight, or I knew they'd be my spouse. Like I knew that was my soulmate. I didn't believe in soulmates. I didn't think that was a thing. But all of a sudden, when I had heard of Miss Lexi Jensen, I knew that like she was she was my girl. So I was ready. I was ready to get out with this one. The funny thing is, is when we went on our first date, I, I remember saying he's not, he was so great. He was just super great, super, I I had never experienced a human being like him. And I remember thinking, 
you're gonna just look at me the whole time I talk like oh, that. Yeah. Staring her down right now. <laughs> He's staring me down, smiling at me. Um, I just remember thinking, like, okay, I'm gonna marry him, but I can't say that to anybody because I, I literally, we went on a date the day after I signed my divorce papers, like completely. I was completely officially divorced. Yeah, and and me on the other side where she's saying she can't marry me yet, I was a month prior to this date telling my family, yeah, hey, this is a girl I'm going to marry, so uh, get used to looking at her. And they thought it was funny, but he was dead serious. So Absolutely. (laughs) Good thing it worked. Yeah, I I know what I want. And so uh, that day came, I took her out, and uh, I borrowed, I had to borrow my buddy's car because no girl wants to get picked up in a 1999 astro van with a bed in the back for their first date right but so, he, but he did take me home in the van oh you bet that's, your butt i did that's how good the date went is he felt comfortable taking me home in the van yep that's yep. the funny part the van's a favorite we miss the van yeah we do we miss the we van. really do so it's uh yeah the the date was amazing we we shared our stories and um just the fact of experiencing our, our stories are actually very different. Both, both were, were divorce stories and, and being on a, a painful end of those divorces, but they're very different, but there was something about being so authentic so quickly that I, I felt that really like developed who we were together very, very quickly. Yeah. We, we always say like the biggest thing for us like the biggest connector was we could just understand each other and there was nothing, it wasn't worth being like cutesy and trying to like like look a certain way while we dated. We were like, this is me. I'm not putting up with crap. I've already been through it. Like this is what you're getting. So I think that was a huge, huge factor in why things worked so well for us. Yeah, yeah. Our, our first date, uh, it was pretty simple and I, I loved that it was just us together. We we went and got some food and then went out on some pedal boats. Not to temp- mention I ordered tonic. I ordered more than Tanner and that is a soft, very soft spot in the Guys, I got I got an acai bowl. They're delicious. Come and on. And I got like this big old protein bowl. You yeah. took me to like a freaking health, like a healthy I was, I was, I was trying to look modern. So we did oh, that and man. then went out on some pedal boats on Tempe Town Lake. And that's where we really got to spend time together and talk. And uh, this friend that had set us up, we had so many conversations about this for about six weeks. And she said, when you take her on a date, you have to take her home at nine. Basically, just in case she hates you, you need to be kind enough to give her this out. And so so after the pedal boats, I was having the time of my life. Like I was, I mean, I like I said, I was ready to, to wife this girl up. And, uh, and so as we're driving back, I, I just asked her, I was like, okay, this was the rule I was given. W- what do you think? Do you want to keep hanging out? I'm totally fine if not. And uh, I was she so wanted awkward. to. I, yeah, but I was like, do you want to hang out? Like, I want to, but I don't want to say that I want to hang out Was awkward. Still is. Shut up. <laughs> um, and so so she ended up hanging out with me a lot later that night. Like yeah, a lot later. all night. Till we like 6 a.m. all night. We talked and about we, everything. We did. We did. And I remember my, my favorite thing about her was that she would just look you dead in the eye and tell you a story. And my wife, if you've met her, you know she has the most beautiful eyes. And she's just the best, most genuine and authentic person. She's the person that if she's mad at you, guys, she's not going to hide it. So so no. I, I know. I know she was being real with me that night, and I know she always will be. And so that was the, the start to a relationship that... Let's see, four or five, week, five weeks in? Five weeks in, we found out we were having a baby. Woo! And, and that was a shocker. It shouldn't have been a shocker, but it was a shocker. And Guys, t- it wasn't even scary. That's the thing is when we found out, we were like, okay. Like, all, we didn't believe it at first. Yeah. But then we were like, we're just going to do this. Well, let, let me tell you how much I, I, I did not, not that I didn't want a baby. But we we're like, whoa, like, uh, okay, this is shaking things up. Yeah. And so I went to class. I was going to ASU at the time, and I researched for over an hour what the potential there is for a negative pregnancy test. And, and guys, just, pregnancy tests are pretty dead on. I so, was just uh, like, so trust them. 
I was like peeing on sticks, like sending him pictures like, nope, it's not negative. Nope, it's not negative. It was, it was a trip. But now her name is Vivian and And she is the sassiest, sweetest, funniest girl you'll ever meet. She is literally the perfect mix personality-wise. She looks just like Tanner. But personality-wise, she is Okay, she's cute. She doesn't look like a boy. She's cute. No, she's cute, but you're cute too. (laughs) But she's just the best. She is. We've always said that that she's a light. Um, She just lights up any room she's in, any place she's at. She is the most vibrant little human being I've ever met. So we're, we're so blessed to have her and so blessed that our story came together in a way that, that we found each other as our soulmates. Um, and, and I, I was proven wrong. I did not believe in soulmates. I thought there was, Hey, there's a lot of people out there that can work. And, uh, yeah, there's soulmates guys. There's, there's people out there that are, are meant to be together. And, and Lex is my, my forever here. And so I'm grateful for her and I'm grateful for our little family and sweet Vivian and sweet Zoe. And so I want you to get to know him a little better. And so Lex, tell us a bit about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Okay. What matters to you? What do you like? Um, the people want to know. Well, my name is Lexi Price, obviously. By the way, she didn't change it legally for like over a year, and it really irked me. Yeah. And then but, she did, and I was, I was honestly, a happy guy. But honestly, it was a pride thing because I had already changed my name twice in one year. Technically three times because I had to go from single to divorced to single and I'm like, I'm just not doing it. It's annoying. I hate the I hate the social security office. But anyways, so my name is Lexi Price. I have my husband Tanner here with me, obviously. Um, I have my two girls, Zoe and Vivian. Vivian is two and a half. Zoe is six months tomorrow. Um and we are lovers of I mean I should just talk about myself huh I, I identify with my kids so much because I'm with them all the time but I am a photographer birth photographer to be exact so my business has not been thriving like it usually is but I've still been pretty busy um expand on that what why hasn't it because hospitals have been shut down so here I am making it work as a photographer but I love it I am a lover of fashion um, I'm an avid online shopper, but I always tell myself that I make the money so I can spend whatever I want. Right, Tanner? That's right. <laughs> he just nods his head. If it's coming out of your account, you can spend it, baby. <laughs> I don't even care. Um, I'm, wow, it's really hard to introduce yourself. Let, let me tell him a few things about you. Okay. You How's probably that? could do it better. Be, be realistic, though. Uh, always. Always, baby. I'm never not realistic. Lexi is one of the best human beings on the planet. She is selfless. She has more friends than you guys can even imagine. Like, the first year of our marriage, I think it was the name Jessica. She'd be like, oh, so Jessica. And she'd start going off about this story about Jessica. Every time, I was like, oh, Jessica this. No, no, no. There were like seven Jessicas, guys. Okay, she has Jessica was a popular name in like fair, 1996, fair. 1997. But she has so many friends, it's unreal. And this is the thing. She doesn't just have friends that were people she knew in high school that she calls a friend. She has friends that she stays in touch with, that she takes dinner to, that she watches their kids, that she does absolutely anything for. She is so selfless. If you guys want a friend, I'm just call her up because she's I, always accepting applications. He doesn't, he doesn't mean that because he tells me I need to drop like ten, maybe twenty. Because <laughs> she's she's pretty dang good at overwhelming herself and and putting too much on her plate. But that's just who she is at at the core, right? At the atomic level, she is just someone who wants to be there for people, and she has many gifts. But the gift that I've seen so powerful and probably above all other gifts I've seen that she has is her empathy. This is a girl that literally can put herself in anyone's shoes and understand where they are, how they're feeling and create a a space to give them grace. 
it's it's incredible, guys. Like like sometimes she makes she makes you feel a little a bit like yeah. Sometimes sometimes <laughs> you don't feel like a very good human being around her, but like you like no, it. No, it's you my like fault. It. Sometimes I am too empathetic. I don't know if that's a thing, but I mean, he is being very nice. I definitely have my things that make me. He makes me sound right now like I'm perfect, but trust me, he is definitely the better half of us. Nah, I. We'll just go on and say I love to cook. I love being a mom. We watch Netflix together every night, and that's part of our routine. I am an avid bath taker. I can take three baths a day, um, just depending on how I'm feeling. If it's a bad day, it's about four. If it's a good day, it's about two. So I guess it's a hobby. Um, I want to eventually go into psychology. I love understanding the human brain. I think it's interesting. So yeah, that's just some about me. Some Sounds small familiar. things. Sounds like there's some cross interest there. Maybe she should uh, be on the podcast more or just have her own podcast. What do you guys say? Mm. I wish they could answer right now. I'm not a lover of talking. I'm like, you can ask Tanner. That's I'm why she married really me not. because I am. I'm like a very to the point type of girl and he is not... And I guess that's why we work. We do. We kind of like each other, if you guys can't tell. So we're going to dive into some more questions here. I think that's a good intro for you, for who this beautiful woman is. And she's going to tell you a little bit about our experience, um, or her experience, in our marriage. And so there might be some fun stories coming up here. And so, Lex, my first question for you is, what is it like being married to me? pure bliss (laughs) no really it's we've had we've had a really good three years like we get along really well um I just want to preface that it's not because we are the perfect couple by any means we definitely argue we bicker probably every day I think they're just conversations, but he always says that. You know, but no, different we, perception. We're, we're normal people. Like we definitely have our times where we bicker. Um, Tanner is very patient. I am very not. <laughs> I don't think there's another word for it. Um, but we definitely get along great, and I feel like a lot of it has to do with the fact that. We know what's worth it and what's not. As we have said, we both have been divorced. Um, Neither of us were in super long marriages, but they were toxic enough that we learned. We definitely learned. So being married is fun. We've gone through a lot of lows and some highs. I'd say probably more lows than highs in the past three years with pregnancy and with um finances and new jobs and all of that but we have definitely had a really good relationship through it all we're best friends definitely best friends I think from from what you're saying and and on my side of the the coin here the way that that I sum it up is I think we're both just committed you know you we we know we know what's worth it, like you said, and and coming into this, we both knew that there was, we had been with people that, that weren't committed, and it's a beautiful thing when you can literally decide to do whatever is necessary for another human being, and I think that's where a lot of joy lies. Yep, I, I agree. So. She's a smart woman. Um, so, babe, what is one of our best times together? Um, okay. Oh, yikes. <laughs> this yikes. Was... This is supposed to be the good one. I know, but I'm trying to like narrow it down. Um, I, I'll, I will really be honest. I think a huge part of why it's been so great is the best times haven't been like anything super significant. It hasn't been like a big vacation. It hasn't been like, you know, we're making tons of money or anything like that. I think that the best times being married for me is like the times that we get to 
enjoy like a Friday night date or like we put each other first. You know what I mean? Like and we always have. I mean sometimes there's times where we have to remind each other that we need to like be grounded and put each other first. But definitely um, being married and I don't know just interacting within our marriage and, and being with our kids. I feel like those have been the best times too. Like watching them together. It's like this pure joy of us enjoying what we've built. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So is, is, it's not very specific. It's not. But I think what I what I hear you trying to say and, and describe is that it's the everyday. It's like yeah. the, the best moments have been the simplest moments. Totally. Yeah. I, I mean, let's be real. Like we tried to go to Hawaii one time and... It was supposed to be the best vacation ever and I was, what, 10 weeks pregnant? Maybe not even 10 weeks and I was so sick and it definitely was not the best time. It could have been, but it makes me realize like it really is just the every day. We've just really enjoyed each other. Yeah, and I I think, again, that's, that's been what we've created it to be. Yeah. Right? Like we've. Oh, yeah, I agree. We've created our life to be that way and I love that. So what about a hard thing? What's what's a hard thing that we've gone through together that, that we've, yeah, what's a hard thing we've gone through together? Oh, man. Let's start the list. Just kidding. <laughs> we have actually been very blessed. Like, I for me to be able to have kids, blessing. Like, not it doesn't come easy for everybody. Um, and, you know, we've always had a roof over our head, but we've definitely had some really, I, I keep using the word definitely. So just now that I said it, everybody's going to hear it. And I I probably should. I'm just going to try not to use it. But anyways, sorry, that's my ADHD coming out. We Um, love you. I would say the worst times have been when we are just grinding, like for finances. Those have been the most stressful times in our marriage. They've been the times where we are both a little bit on edge, um, I something Tanner said today which really hit me was he was like it's like the toughest times that bring out the best outcome you can refine that because I don't think that's exactly what you said but basically that's the gist of it and those were definitely the hardest times of my life and of our marriage but seeing us work together and like have have a family and have to make ends meet were like some of the most significant times of our marriage yeah do you mind if i give a little context go ahead so when sorry i'm bad at that no that's you're you're great baby i'm I'm like being very vague people want the juicy stuff that's okay that's okay let's give them a little let's give them a little juice tanner will give you the juice so when when we were first together i mean we were broke like I mean, I was broke and she was broker than broke. Like there were days and I would steal her car to put some gas in it. And I'm not trying to boast. I just knew she couldn't drive to my house the next day unless I did. <laughs> and so I would like literally steal her car while she was in the shower or something so that I could, you know, put a few bucks in it. And as we were first married, um, the the instance that stands out the most is I remember waking up and we were probably married for like a week. And I look at my phone and there's the notification that there's negative $50 in the account. And guys, we didn't have like a checking and a savings. There was an account and there was negative $50 in it. And I remember just looking at it, shutting my phone off and go back to sleep. Don't let Lex know because there was so much happiness when we had next to nothing, negative there was so much happiness in our relationship and we're both hustlers. We've both, I mean, I've I've had my own small businesses, she's had hers, and we have just busted our butts to make ends meet. And it's in those times that we have felt so happy. There, you know, as as we progressed, I I grew into a job where I did really well and I got promoted and, you know, we were making six figures, more money than we had made ever. And we were unhappy we were probably that was probably the worst our marriage was like when we're when we were making money yeah not not saying that like money brings unhappiness but just 
the fact that he was working literally all the time and I had this young baby and I wanted, you know, I wanted him to be there and to experience her as, you know, as a six month old and, and be able to fully be there. And you couldn't be there because you were on call literally 24 seven. I feel like that was the hardest time of our marriage and we were doing great. I could, I could swipe the card and not worry. Yeah. Like I, I didn't have to worry about finances. And then you left that job and the financial part of our lives went to crap again. And I was super sick and pregnant with my second and working my butt off to make sure we made rent because I was the one that was able to provide at that time. And we were just happy and we were, we were humble and we were thankful and we, it it was just different. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was a a big connection between my presence in the home and our happiness. Yes. Because that's what it's always Yeah. Whether, whether money was present or not, you know, money is just a, it's just a distraction, right? It, It can be there and it cannot, but what mattered was whether I was present or not. And and when we were making money before, I I had things in the way. And and that was a choice that I had made and it was a choice to leave that as well. Yeah. And and definitely it's not money. That's not the problem. It was the time away the from your family. Like yeah. I I mean goals, right? That you're making good money in your home by 5, but that's just what we intend for for our future, but like Right now, it's making sure you're there while your girls are young. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and that's one of my undying commitments is that after hours and the weekends, no matter what it is that calls me, um, those, are, those are reserved for my girls. Those times are the most important, no matter what's in the bank account, no matter what niceties we have what house we're living in what cars we drive it's the time and and I think we've both learned that and I'm I'm so grateful for that because I'm glad we've learned that I mean we haven't been married that long three years isn't a a huge amount of time but I feel like that really paves the way to a lot of happiness in the future and and currently okay I want another question next question so (laughs) She uh, probably has a list of these ones because I'm not the easiest to live with. But what is your biggest pet peeve about me? Mm. <laughs> okay, I'm okay. Let me just say I'm kind of an irritable person. Like it's not that hard for him to like piss me off, to be honest, <laughs> because I I'm the kind of person that just I like silence. I like being alone, and. I can't be I'm a mom with a husband so that's just not the case but I I cannot stand farting when he farts in the same room as me that makes me so mad like and it's not a joke okay but who always farts in the same room okay it's it doesn't matter because it's not your biggest pet peeve it's mine and he is Tanner is a very he always means well. He always wants to give good advice. And I love that about him. But unsolicited advice, like, and, and it's not just like a little piece. I just reserve it for the podcast, <laughs> right, babe? Yes. I'm like, go ahead. Go go talk to other people. Don't talk to me because I'm perfect. But no, but really, like, he can be very long-winded with his advice, too. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm, like, picking you apart now. But I that's it. I'll, I'll stop there. That's okay. That's okay. All right. So now you can redeem yourself a little bit. No, you What's... need to tell. You need to tell your bi- biggest pet peeve about me. The biggest one. Yeah, you have to share. Okay, so I feel I, I'm pretty tolerant. Would you agree? Yeah, you're tolerant. I'm pretty tolerant, but the the biggest pet peeves there there are a couple I've learned to live with. Um, <laughs> putting the toilet paper on backwards. Guys, that's just a. You've never mentioned that. Uh, to she's me. getting riled up, but I did. I have. It's okay. Different, different experiences. But th- there's a way the toilet paper is supposed to go on the roll. Well, all I'm gonna say is you need to start putting the toilet paper on the roll. 
if you want an opinion, you better start putting the toilet paper on the roll. All right, all right. That's yeah. fair. Okay. I'm going to call then you out for let that. Me, let me give you my other one then. And I love her. I love her. No. But, um, I can handle it. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, my wife is the type of person who has a closet that is more packed than anyone I know. And, and that's fine. I love clothes. She loves clothes. And I love that she does. The trouble is most of the clothes don't end up in the closet. They end up on the floor in just about every room in our house. Oh, man. Wait, that brings on another pet peeve of mine of yours. Oh, I'm no. sorry. I'm really I'm really thinking of him now. Oh, wow. Tanner's a stacker. He will make piles of crap everywhere. Like, instead of putting it away, he'll just, like, pile shoes in a certain area. Or he'll, like pile like his stuff and like for the and term I'm like, tidier it's not tidying like, if, tidy if i'm tim. having to go and pick it up and move it where it goes it's piling okay that's it we're we're gonna end this one or we're gonna get in a fight just a discussion babe that's all it is <laughs> that's up. all it is okay so we gotta redeem ourselves a little bit now okay. and ladies first what is your favorite or some of your favorite things about me oh um you know what i love that Tanner is an optimist. I am a realist. That is where we are different. He is also a doer, like a go-getter. That's a better word. Like he will he will put his mind to something and he will do it and he will have this written out plan of how he's going to do it and he's going to check off those boxes. He's going to wake up every day and he's going to make sure it gets done and he will thrive. And I love that about him. It is, it's so opposite of me, which is why I'm so attracted to it because it's a great um, trait to have. Um, I love that he's kind. I love that he's sensitive. I feel like sensitive men get a bad rap. And I think that that's one thing that I was super drawn to from the very beginning of meeting him because I needed that in my life because I'm honestly not very sensitive and it sometimes it does cause issues. I'm not going to lie like that's probably where a lot of our fights spiral but it is so important that he is raising two daughters and he's a sensitive man. So those are some. Thanks baby. You ready to hear about you? Yeah. Not right. really. I hate this. I hate these things. Well, learn to love it. Okay. So, Lex is one of the best examples, probably the best I've ever seen of intention. She is is the person that every night when we go to bed, she wants to talk and reflect on the day. But it's not like she's talking to me to reflect on the day. She already has. And she says... Hey, I like that we're doing this as parents, but I don't like that we're doing this. I want to change that. I want to show up in that space differently. She says, hey, this is missing between us right now. I, I want to fix that. She's always observing her life, but in like this graceful and like flawless way that like, like for me, like she said, I, I write stuff down. I'm in the books. I need to go meditate in order to reflect on life. And I feel like it's just built in. I feel like she just has this sixth sense of observing where we can grow and what might be missing or what might be powerful in our lives. And she does such an amazing job at just naturally drawing attention to it. And I absolutely love that about her. I think it's it's incredible. Thanks, babe. You're welcome, you baby. Can be done. No, I got another. Okay. So the other thing, and I, I alluded to it before, is she is so authentic. Like sometimes she's so authentic, like she was saying I'm sensitive. Sometimes she's so authentic I hate it because it can hurt my feelings a little bit. But she's real. So I always know where I stand, and I love that because so it, it's my experience that so many people in the world right now feel pressured to be one way or another and they feel as if they need to say one thing or look one way. And she is not like that. Like, 
she can have all her friends come over and they all, you know, want to get ready to look a certain way. And she's cool, be just chilling in some I'm sweats. I'm like the, uh, I'm the friend with the bun no, on she's, top of my head. Don't, don't let her tell you that she's any less. It's She's just authentic. She, she really doesn't let her life be guided by the thoughts and pressures of others. She's just so authentic to who she is and who she believes she ought to be. And to me, that is is an indispensable compass in my life, right? There are a few guiding stars in, in life that, that I feel really give me direction. Um, one is, is my faith, and the other big one is, is my wife. She's, she's pretty incredible that way, and I can always count on her to be her. So I love you, babe. I love you. That was really nice. Thanks, baby. That was a lot nicer than mine. mine no, like no, it wasn't. Yours were like good. I mean, I thought mine were good, but yours were really good. Stop that. All right. A couple more questions. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is one that, that I really want to hear, and I hope it can be useful to everyone else. So how do you approach high-pressured situations when there's confrontation, when, when something might be a little combative, when there's some tension in the room, whether that's with me or, or with a friend or a family member? How do you feel is most useful to approach these high-pressure situations? Okay. I like this one. I'm going to tilt this this way. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. I learned from a bishop, like, I want to say I was like 1920. I don't know what I was going for or what advice I was seeking, but I do remember him saying the best way to approach it, it had to have been a relationship, but he said the best way to approach someone when you want to get a point across is I feel. Once you use the word you, you're in trouble. So I've tried really hard since hearing that to all if I have a problem with someone or if someone's hurting me to always speak out of my feelings and what I feel rather than pointing a finger and saying you did this, you did that. It it doesn't get you anywhere. Um I honestly feel like that's been the best. So what you're I saying say. is is you feel like I don't put toilet paper on the roll. No, you don't. Hmm? I'm saying when it comes to your feelings <laughs> and like if you hurt me instead of saying you hurt me I could be saying I feel hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it comes off way different and people are more understanding and willing to hear you if you're coming from a place of like how how you feel rather than like what they did to you. Absolutely. And I, I, I think, I mean, from, from my experience of you, babe, it's more useful because it's more true, right? Like, I don't make you feel a way. What I do might make you feel a certain yes, way. Totally. Um, but but it's it's your experience of what I do. And and I think that, that it's just more truthful, it's more honest. And because of that, it allows our communication or whoever you're communicating with to uh to just have a more powerful experience. Yeah, I definitely feel like you have to be like you can't be like I feel this way. I, I mean, you can say, like, you did this and it made me feel this way. But you can't say, like, you made me feel pissed off Yeah. when you did this. Yeah. Because that's, like, fighting words. Like, you've got to be careful with fighting words. Yeah. My wife can get a little ghetto I, sometimes. Yeah, so. I'm... No, I really can. Like, Tanner always makes fun of me because I can be the most ghetto. That's why she's a good good friend. She's loyal. Ratchet. Like, don't don't hurt my people. She'll go to battle for you. Yes. It's kind of scary. I love it. Like, I'm scared for our girls to get older. And, like, and I won't ever be that mom, like, going after another kid. But if, like, another parent isn't taking care of something, they're going to get a phone call. <laughs> Oh, they'll get more than a phone call, but you know, yeah, they'll get some poop on their porch. <laughs> don't don't divulge your uh, your ways here, baby. I'm crazy. I love that. No, I, I think that's a, a great answer to to approaching those situations. It's it's really powerful. Thank you for that. Wait, one. I want to hear you. So how I how I approach high pressured situations? Well, actually, can I tell them how you do? Yeah, go ahead. Tanner, 
<laughs> just kidding. Actually, I want you to. Okay. I was gonna say something, but you need to. You need to explain yourself. Yeah. So, I I always try and ask myself um, when I'm going into a situation, what's the most useful way to go about it, because I know that I always have feelings, and I know what might feel good, right? What what might give me that that you know. Uh, like a taste of what I want to taste when you just want to tell somebody how you feel and really dig it in. But I've, I've taught myself and I challenge myself every time to step back and say, what's going to be useful here? Like, what does this person need to hear? What, what experience does this person need to have of me in order to get the outcome that I'm wanting to create? And I'm definitely not perfect at it, right? It's pretty hard to unwrap emotion from, from your interaction but I've noticed as I've done it, I've developed more than anybody in the situation, right? As as I've decided to say, what is useful here, it, it has helped me put my pride to the side and really look outside myself and care about the other person. And uh, yeah, that, that's what I try and do. Have you experienced that of me, babe? Or am no, I successful you, at that? You're great at, you're great at like looking inside yourself. I feel like when any and and seeing seeing your emotion and seeing like why you feel a certain way and where you want to navigate that you're really great at that. I am like fire. Like I'll see red, I'll go and I will just I will just blurt out that that's why we're so different when we fight. Like Tanner has to be like let's sit down and let's chat and I'm like no no no, you leave me alone for about an hour. So that I don't hurt your feelings. So we are different in that sense. Once it was pack your bags and get out, but I didn't. I'm too I've stubborn. I've only said that once, and it's okay. It was. You know, <laughs> he didn't even do anything. We still love each other. He didn't even do anything. So that's the funny part is I just I get so mad, but that's why we balance each other really well. I agree. I totally agree. So leading into this then, then babe, one of the things that um, you've seen me talk about and, and that I really find a lot of value in talking about here and, and elsewhere is to prioritize our priorities. And we talked a bit about that earlier, but what does that mean to you or what does that look like to you to prioritize your priorities? Um, I would honestly say putting that specific designated time aside for what is important like we have to go to work right we have to pay our bills we have to um run errands like simple things in life that we have to do and I mean I guess they are priorities so we can have our needs met but more important than that we've got to take care of each other we've got to be there for our family we've got to be there for our spouse, our children, our friends. And sometimes that's like the last thing we think to do because we're so busy um, taking care of our home or we're working or, you know, there's just, there's so many different things. But when we're prioritizing our priorities, we are making sure that those things are taken care of first. Um, Tanner and I are huge on like people are people come first. They just, they do. And especially the people we care about. Um, I would say Tanner has had some significant things in his life where he didn't feel like he was prioritized. Um, and obviously I haven't either. I've been through a divorce. Um, I've had toxic friendships, toxic relationships, um, just things like that. And I think prioritizing your priorities is saying, okay, um, yeah, there was a girl's night this week, but my husband needs me. My kids need me. And so that's going to come first. Or yeah, I have a million sessions that I could be editing right now, but I'm going to run dinner to a friend that just had a baby because that's what comes first. And that's really what shapes us into who we are is taking care of other people caring about other people, serving, loving. I mean, this has been like the longest. I, I'm never this long-winded, but I'm passionate about it. And we both are. And that's why I think it's super important. I love you. I love you. She's pretty amazing. 
Okay, baby. So we've got one more one more question for you. And I think you've done flawlessly on this podcast. This is her this can is we, her first Yeah, can we her just first tell podcast. everybody that I hate public speaking and, and this I consider this public speaking. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell them how many times I will record myself on Instagram if I have to speak over Instagram. Yeah, she'll do it over and over and And I'll punch my phone. And, I'll get mad. <laughs> and sometimes she'll punch me if I laugh. I but I try and be kind. I do not punch you. Don't tell people that. All right, all right. She's not abusive. Um, but I think you've been amazing, and so I want to recognize you for that. I, I mean, I think you're always amazing. But she was a little nervous coming into the podcast here, and uh, she has just absolutely killed it. So, my favorite topic, as you probably know, is commitment, and commitment is of the utmost importance to me. Commitment is what I believe really binds the world together. I think it's what creates powerful relationships, experiences, powerful people. And I'd love to hear, believe it or not, I mean, we don't have these conversations all the time. I usually kind of, I try not bombard her with with all my uh, self-leadership talk, but I want to hear from you what commitment is to you? What commitment looks like to you? Okay. So I'm going to take in the context of our marriage. Um, commitment in our marriage is making sure, I mean, I said it before in the last one, like prioritizing your priorities, but showing up for each other in the way that we need. Um, for instance, I just had a baby six months ago I think that's just having a baby until she's a year I'm gonna say that I just had a baby because she is a hard baby and before I had her what I needed from Tanner was help physically I have really rough pregnancies um I get really sick I have a hard time walking just a lot of different things and what I needed was for him to be committed to helping me around the house helping me um, with our kids or our kid at the time and helping me um, move my body honestly as stupid as that sounds and I definitely saw from him this huge commitment to be there for me okay well now I have a baby and what I need his commitment from is I mean some similar things you know helping with the kids around the house but he needs to be committed emotionally to understanding where I'm at at the end of the day. Um, and I need to be understanding and committed to him and my kids and prioritizing time between us. I feel like I'm like really going a little further You're than I thought. Great, okay. Go all the way. Well, okay. But what I'm saying is we had to decide after having a baby – where we wanted to be with second kid because she was hard and she is hard and she's the best. We love her because I know one day she might listen to this. We love you, Zoe. But we have had to say like what level of commitment do we need towards each other to feel like this relationship is progressing? You're either going up or you're going down. And we always say that like where are we right now? Currently, we're going up. But we have had to say – what is a priority? Um, sometimes the priority is going on a drive together, spending that time with our girls, getting out of the house. Sometimes that priority is going on a date, but just making sure that we come first. And, and we do. I feel like even with two kids, we're like, this is what is most important for us is to make sure your emotional needs and my emotional needs are met. So, I mean, different phases of life, it's going to look different, the commitment is, but, I mean, right now, it's making sure each other are doing okay in a tougher season of life. So, I guess that's what I have to say about that one. I think that's excellent. I, in, in what you're saying, I hear, I hear you saying that you do what it takes. Yeah. Like wh wherever wherever we're at, you said it looks and with different. Anyone and with any relationship you're in, you just you do whatever you you need to to make that relationship, that job, that I mean, a million. There's a million different things that you can commit to, 
but you need to be doing what is going to push the ball up the hill. You're, you know what I mean? Like you're not wanting to do anything that keeps you. I don't, I don't really believe you're ever at a standstill. You're either going up or you're going down. Mm -hmm. And so I think just, just making sure you're, you're in the right direction and, and looking at it every day and saying, what do I need to do? It is, sometimes it is day by day and sometimes you, it's hour by hour. I mean, life with a newborn, it's hour by hour, but just making sure that you're always headed in the right direction. I completely second what she said. She, uh, she's a committed mother, a committed wife, a committed woman, a committed businesswoman, a committed friend. My wife knows commitment pretty darn well. I'm, right now, I'm not a committed housewife. Let me just throw that out there. Like, my house is... To the house part, not the wife part. <laughs> the wife part, yes. But my house is a wreck. But you know what? That's what I had to slide for every other commitment to work out. Because so, you're, you're prioritizing your priorities, right, baby? Yes. And, and sometimes that is that is very important to share because I'm, I'm assuming one or two moms are going to listen to this. And it's important to, to know you cannot be committed to everything. You can't. Like, it's, it's impossible. But knowing what is the most important thing to commit to is very, very important. Um, wake up every day and decide to be committed to your husband. Wake up every day, decide to be committed to your kids. Those are the two utmost important things. And honestly, they don't take as much energy. And I mean, I should speak for myself I don't know where everybody's marriages are, but just knowing that that's what is the most important thing for you to focus on that day, um, it says a lot and it's it's just, it's so important to keep progressing, so. I love that. I love that you said it's a decision you make every day because that's what our commitments are, right? And, and I love that you said you can't be committed to everything. No. Because... When we're clear on what we're committed to, I think we're the most powerful. And I see that in you. I, I see, you know, she's she's made some hard decisions in her life to to stay committed to the things that she cares about the most. And I know I appreciate that because I'm just lucky enough to be one of those things that she cares about. And uh, it's made a world of difference to me in my experience of her and, and my experience of our marriage and, and our life and our parenting together and, and all that we do together she's uh definitely created a lot of happiness for me and it, it does create happiness in general just like every day knowing what does commitment yeah yeah commitment. just knowing that like you're going to show up in the ways that you need to every day is not going to be great every day is not going to be perfect um trust me we all know that as mothers and as fathers and as people but what you can control is yourself and just what you want to do to make those moves towards your goals. So I don't know. That's that's basically it. I, I don't have too much more to say. You're a wise woman, baby. Thanks. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, that's the gist of it. Is there anything else that uh, that comes to mind that you want to share, my love? Hmm. hmm. Um, no. <laughs> I like it. I decisive. thought about it. Decisive. Well. Is that one thing you love about me? That I'm that decisive? decisive? Absolutely. Well, besides when it comes to dinner, but we uh, won't get into that no, right now. No, no, <laughs> That's you. You're the woman. Well, thank you guys so much for being here on another episode of The Daily Strike. Thank you for your commitment to yourselves. Thank you for... Your commitment to uh, listening through this entire thing because it's, long. it's 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 been a good conversation. My wife has a lot of amazing things to say. And so I hope you guys go make it an amazing day. Commit to the things you care about. Prioritize your priorities. And we'll talk to you next time on The Daily Strike. What do you say at the end? Stay blessed? No. Be blessed. Be blessed. Love her. <laughs>